Welcome to the Imperfect Church Podcast, a podcast for the imperfect church and the imperfect pastors that lead them. I'm Ryan Reed. And I am John Martin. And this is the Imperfect Church Podcast. Glad to be back, Ryan, for part two. Part two of our uh, Here We Are to Worship. <laughs> That's right. I like that title. Um, here's the deal. We didn't want to podcast without you. So, John, <laughs> we brought podcasting down. John, uh, I can only imagine how good this podcast is oh, going to be today. My, my, you know my. what we are, John? We're terrible. We're a good, good podcast. <laughs> it's who we are. It's who we are, and we're loved by you. Uh, today, we have a special <laughs> guest with you. Uh, we are uh, glad to be joined in studio uh, with my friend, uh, Hunter Lynch. Hunter, hello. hello. Hey, what's up? Uh, Hunter is the uh, interim worship pastor at Highland Baptist Church in Vicksburg, Mississippi, and he's here to talk to us about worship from the perspective of a worship leader. So, uh, Hunter, it's good to have you. Yeah, man, it's good to be here. Um, have you ever been to an imperfect church? Uh, definitely. Uh, I attend one currently, and I've attended some in the past. So, right. uh, and I will always attend one till the, the day I die. So. Okay, well, that's good. So, um, what is your what is your background with with uh, the imperfect church? Uh, you know, where where are you from? Where did you come from? Yeah, originally How did you get here today. All that good stuff. Yeah, yeah. So I am originally from Vicksburg, Mississippi, which is where I did my first uh, student internship at First Baptist mm-hmm. in Vicksburg. Um, and uh, from there, I've interned at multiple churches, led worship for students and for college uh, students as well uh, for about five six years. Um, and, uh, currently I am the worship leader for the Heinz BSU in nice. Raymond. Okay. And, uh, and I'm the interim, uh, like you said, the interim worship pastor at Highland Baptist Church in Vicksburg, Mississippi. Your, uh, main focus here has been more, uh, student, youth, college, that kind of age, leading worship, correct? Uh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Okay. So, so what's the makeup of the church that you're at right now? Is, is it a senior adult church? Is it a young um, church or? Yeah. So at Highland, we have a majority, um, it, it's going to be older adults, mm-hmm. uh, not not very many young couples uh, coming in, and so right now uh, we're just uh, doing what we can to kind of yeah, uh, so, turn. So that. you're you're leading worship on both ends of the spectrum, then. Oh yeah, for in, sure. In a, in a traditional congregation on Sunday, and also yeah. to a BSU group, which we would think might be more. Contemporary young and that sort of thing. Yeah, so. you can you can get a lot of oh, a whiplash uh, from that. Uh, <laughs> this, this is the first time I've had to write out uh, instrumental pieces for my band wow. uh, because this is the first time I've had you know trumpet, yeah. uh, you know wow. uh, saxophone, um, and so just kind of navigating those waters right now with uh, with Highland and then and then going back to. Uh, uh, to my uh, Heinz students and be like, oh man, I, I probably need to change my song selection a little <laughs> yeah. bit. Um, You're writing out some sweet sax uh, licks for your Heinz BSU. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Some sweet <laughs> solos. They some love sweet, sweet, smooth, yeah, mellow yeah. saxophone. Oddly enough, we actually, uh, my buddy Will, uh, he would actually play saxophone for our, uh, at our Heinz, uh, uh, Heinz services. Nice. So, mm-hmm. Uh, fun times, but yeah, that's good. Good stuff. We're so, glad that you're here. And, uh, you know, last week on the podcast, we talked about the role that the pastor plays pretty much on that podcast. So we wanted it from a different perspective, uh, today, but kind of transitioning between the two episodes, I'd like to hear what you feel like the role of a pastor is in, in worship leadership. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I feel like I've discovered that, uh, through the, just the different churches I've been at where I, I have seen that relationship between worship pastor and pastor done right. And right. I've seen it done, uh, incredibly wrong mm-hmm. as well, mm-hmm. where, where the, where the ministry of the worship pastor is completely separate from the, right, from the ministry right. of, of the pastor. There's really no, uh, there's no camaraderie there. There's no mm-hmm. friendship really. Uh, and there's no interest in, in the live, uh, the, the lives of each other. Really. 
really. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think it is uh, definitely like the, the duty of the, the worship leader and, and also the pastor to to make that effort, to make a connection, mm-hmm. to make sure they're unified on, on Sunday morning, right. um, what they're communicating throughout the week and, and making sure okay, what, what the songs that I'm picking, I want to make sure that, that I'm partnering with my pastor in the message that he's trying to send. Yeah. Um, so that it's memorable for our right. congregation, so so that it makes sense in the flow mm-hmm. uh, that that we construct. Uh, and so, yeah, I definitely think that there's a a partnership that's needed between the pastor and, and the worship leader in order for any ministry to be successful. Yeah, and we talked about that last week, of course, and how it's so important that you just have that communication loop between the two, right. so you can talk about. You know what what is appropriate, what is not appropriate for every particular Sunday. Mm-hmm. Fostering that relationship, I think, is got to be a responsibility of the pastor, uh, but also you know of the worship leader too. Yeah, and so. I think you nailed something a second ago. Um, you know the the pastor maybe uh, in the past maybe maybe we have been guilty of viewing worship leaders as providing a service for mm-hmm. us, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, uh, the human jukebox. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the jukebox. Because listen, I'm not getting up there and playing guitar, <laughs> and so I've got to pay somebody to come in and do that. Yeah. yeah. And instead of seeing them as mutual co-laborers to provide a worship experience, so that your congregants are able to come in contact with the triune God. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's good. I think that's good. But we do know, though, that the, the, there are very distinct roles. I mean, mm-hmm. we joked last week about me having to sing at a funeral, and that's right. uh, that's, that is not my giftedness, right? Mm-hmm. So there is a responsibility of the pastor. That relationship is is so necessary. But the worship leader carries within itself its own responsibilities and mm-hmm. roles. And so uh, just if you could, just in a snippet, maybe try to explain to us what you feel like the role of the worship leader is in a congregation. Yeah, for sure. Um, I feel like uh, just as they're leading on stage, uh, the role of the worship leader is to uh, is to lead off stage as well uh, w- within the congregation, uh, not just performing the service of uh, of leading uh, worship through music, but being a servant as well, mm-hmm. uh, always involved in whatever the church is doing. Yeah. Uh, there is a pastoral aspect mm-hmm. that yeah, that certainly. often gets, uh, especially in the modern church, often gets neglected. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've seen, and I've been a part of a lot of worship bands that will exit the stage yeah. whenever the uh, whenever the sermon begins, and they just twiddle their thumbs in the back while <laughs> while the word is being preached. Wow. And I always felt so uncomfortable in the in those instances where like. What we you know? What are we doing? Yeah. Um, and so I feel like uh, the role of the worship leader is to be seen, mm. uh, not just on stage, uh, but also off stage. But but as far as the on stage duties go, uh, the the on stage presence, um, really, just uh, we have an obligation to our uh, congregation to formulate a. Um, a set list or a list of of songs, whatever you want to call it, uh, that makes sense. It's it's cohesive. Uh, normally, I begin with uh, with a praise song, going mm-hmm. into a song of adoration and and just uh, thankfulness, uh, then going into a time of confession, mm-hmm. um, and then uh, just a song of the cross, um, and just uh, just really focusing and remembering uh, the the work of Christ. Um, and, and that thread kind of goes throughout the whole worship service anyway. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so we, we have that, that, um, scripture mandated, um, role to, to, um, to, to give the glory to God that, that is due Mm -hmm. to him, uh, through, um, the songs that we, that we select. And so that is just, you know, it's really, um, important that we are mindful of the content. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting to me. We, last week we talked to jump to what you said first, we, 
we talked about how the the pastor needs to be participating right. in the worship and That's how right. those church can actually begin to mimic the freedom of the worship of right. the pastor. I've never re- really even thought about the, the worship team. Right. Yeah, the worship team opening the word in mm. in you know oh, yeah. visibility right. of the congregation to be mm. sure that they're likewise being seen as worshipers in that section of the worship, right. you know, the reading of the word and proclaiming of the scriptures. Mm-hmm. And so, but I think that's good. And I think that's something that a lot of our worship teams probably need to hear. You know, mm-hmm. I, I think mm-hmm. that's a, that's a good point. It's interesting too, as you laid out your, you know, a pray, a, a, a praise song and a song of adoration and, and that sort of thing. I think it's, it's good to approach worship with that kind of, I'll use the word strategy. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yet also recognizing that that there there are opportunities and times those things have to be shifted, right? Right. Oh yeah, yeah, for because sure. Because of for that sure. working with the pastor. Yeah, right? yeah, 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 definitely. When it's, when it's uh, Fourth of July and, and you need <laughs> you need a few extra um, presidents of America in there, right? <laughs> That's yeah. right. Yeah, we're gonna get into that. Yeah. No, we'll no, we're not going to talk about that. <laughs> no, uh, but that does, that, <laughs> oh, hey, that's a good segue into our next kind of topic. So. Yeah. Um, you know, when we talk about worship and, and we have these conversations, one term that gets brought up a lot is this idea of heart worship. And, mm. and what does it mean to um, capture the heart worship of a congregation or a certain culture uh, and go from that? And and uh, we, we've had some conversations on this. Mm. And, and you've specifically mentioned uh, maybe some areas that contemporary songs have failed to grasp this. Mm. Um, so you want to talk a little bit about that? Yeah, yeah, definitely. So my relationship with the heart language worship songs has definitely changed over the years. Um, Throughout my time, uh, late high school, uh, early college, all I was consuming and listening to uh, was, uh, you know, Bethel music, mm-hmm. uh, elevation worship, all very heart languagey right. uh, kind of uh, kind of groups. Uh, and so, um, when I when I got when I started going to seminary, started meeting uh, friends that were wiser than me, and, and um, uh, you know people like you, right? Oh, look at that! Uh, oh, hold oh, on, wow. wait a minute! Wow, um, wow, wow! <laughs> yeah, I I paid I, him to do that. Yeah, <laughs> sorry, go ahead. Hunter. Yeah, everything you Let said at this speak. point has been invalidated. Let the man speak. <laughs> So uh, right then and there, I kind of did. I made a cold turkey change where I just shut off all uh, all Bethel, all elevation worship, all the the charismatic side right. of worship, and, and then I just began consuming uh, music from the Gettys, uh, Sovereign Grace, um, just a lot of uh, of the more uh, brainy side yeah. of of worship, other end of the spectrum. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely the completely you know other end, uh, and so I think within that change. Uh, I, I made the mistake, and I recently discovered this. I made the mistake of just completely discrediting the uh, the heart language side, uh, and I'll explain that in a minute uh, before you stone me. <laughs> but um, uh, but I, I just I made the mistake of completely bypassing uh, that style of music. If, if there was someone leading worship uh, when I wasn't uh, on a like if, if it was at a uh, at a conference mm-hmm. or whatever, I, and they started you know singing "Good Good Father" or right, something yeah. like that, uh, I'd fold my arms. And I would just completely shut myself down, yeah. uh, and and I wouldn't worship, and um, uh, and I think I mean the Lord has shown me this over the over the past few months that my distaste for uh, for the heart language music um, really, uh, especially you have a lot of repetition right mm-hmm. uh, in, in heart language music, and for some people that disqualifies a song mm-hmm. for them, um, but but I think that my uh, uh, my points of, of contention with heart language music 
especially with the repetition, was a reflection of my impatience. Mm-hmm. And uh, more so than it was a reflection of the lack of content mm-hmm. uh, in the song, because what we were singing wasn't necessarily wrong. Like right. it, it wasn't wrong. It's something I can find in scripture. I know uh-huh. God is a good father. Um, and, and so it's who he is. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so I wasn't allowing myself to dwell on that truth. Right. Yeah. And, and I could have now where, where churches like Bethel and elevation uh, make mistakes is, is where all that there's playing during the worship service is considered Praise music, yeah. yeah, and so all that they're they're singing, uh, they're, they're songs of adoration. There's no there's no real uh, scriptural content within the songs, um, but I feel like there, uh, and I've always said this: there are worship songs that you can gain theology from mm-hmm. that they either affirm theology already planted, mm-hmm. or they or they um, or they inform of they inform you of theology that you may have not entertained before, right? But all founded in scripture, uh, and there's also songs that you bring your theology to, mm-hmm. and yeah. so still still taking the example of good good father. Um, there's a verse that says, "You tell me that you're pleased and that I'm never alone." Mm-hmm. Now, um, I know in my head when it, when it says that uh, that God is pleased, I know that's because of Jesus. Right. Yeah. Now, mm-hmm. if someone who is not receiving a steady diet of, of sound theology mm-hmm. uh, hears that, they're going to think, "Oh, God's pleased with me." You know. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you know. Based the, on my the, own the, the way yeah. that the way that I am. Yeah. Um, and so I think you have to strike a balance, mm-hmm. um, just like in in a marriage. Um, if you are constantly telling your wife why you love her, but you never say. I love you, mm. um, then then the relationship is dead. Right. Uh, but also, if all you say is, I love you, I love you, I love you, and there's no substance to that, yeah. uh, then the relationship is just as dead. Yeah. And so the challenge of, uh, of the worship leader is to make sure we don't leave behind our congregation in our, in our love for theology. We can get so ADD spiritually right. with, you know, I want to, I want to hit Trinity, uh, the, the deity of Christ. And those are all really important things, of course. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but we can cover so much ground that it doesn't do our congregation any good. Yeah. Um, because, uh, of course we want to spur in them a love for theology. Um, but th- they might not be tracking as fast as we do. So I think it, that you can, Sprinkle in those songs that you bring your theology to once you are confident that you have brought your congregation to that point yeah. of I know who I'm singing to, and so I can I can let myself tell God that I love him even if it's in simpler words. Yeah, yeah, yeah I think good. that I do think that's good. And I think that striking that balance between those two and being that intentional mm-hmm. about introducing those songs yeah. as yeah, well. Yeah. You know, when we talked about the role of the worship leader sometimes being explaining those oh, those yeah. words and the content of those songs. Yeah, you know? for sure. So if you're talking about the pleasing, it it's okay for a worship leader to say What's pleasing to God yeah. is the blood of Jesus mm. yeah. that has covered me, mm-hmm. you know, and and yet still that song's able to speak to the heart, yeah. and there's some theology there too, you know. Right. I, I think that balance is so important, and I think, you know, we've got we've got the opposite sides of the spectrum are take the Baptist hymnal and burn it. That's right, you're right, mm. and yeah. and then the other side of that is. That contemporary music is of the devil and needs to be burned as well. <laughs> right, right. I mean, you've got these two these two extremes that I think too many of us stand on. Right, yeah. and and to be honest with you, a lot of our entertainment does it to us because if you Black turn if you turn the radio on, mm-hmm. you're either listening to honestly, you're either listening to a contemporary station. Mm. 
or you're listening to a southern gospel station. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No no one has ever said it's okay to listen to both of them. Oh man. Yeah. 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 And and I'm at a blended a pretty blended worship church right now and so that's kind of the challenge yeah. uh, for me because um you know I really uh, I'm I'm being asked, you know, when are you going to sing Reckless Love? When are you going to sing right. yeah. 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 And so um and there when are When hell that, freezes <laughs> over. Yeah. And there's definitely definitely songs out there that I avoid completely yeah. just because uh, they're not uh, they're not affirmed by scripture mm-hmm. they're, they're saying things that are completely wrong yeah. um th- there's a, a song that i used to lead by brian and katie torwalt um not to draw you know name call or anything but um you just did oh yeah <laughs> um but it talks about you know god is healing right now yeah and uh and i just you know i had to say okay well that is definitely a line that i don't need to cross mm. i'm not going to lead that song and so normally when i'm selecting music the the criteria that they have to uh fulfill is definitely the the scriptural mm. criteria where I can affirm this through scripture yeah. um I can't find a verse that that speaks against this mm-hmm, uh, mm. in scripture um it has to be singable for my congregation yeah, that's so good. That's good instantly 90% of hill songs music is out of the question because right. it's so like it's so like, ethereal just weird out there yeah, um yeah. now um I will say Hillsong, just like regular Hillsong, uh, has has put out a very solid uh, album recently, um, and uh, so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna dog on them too much right now, even though there's some iffy stuff that they <laughs> that, that, yeah. that, that they produce. Um, you know that singable thing I think is really good. And I yeah. think that's why we lean we lean into the hymns mm-hmm. because oh, yeah. the yeah. hymns they are, very are singable. they are Anybody they're singable. Sure. Yeah, and I was Easy I was standing on. in front of my kids this past Sunday morning and. Uh, we we sing both. We sing contemporary and hymns yeah, in our yeah. congregation, and uh, and it was interesting to me to listen to my kids sing the hymns. They haven't grown up in a hymn singing right. congregation their whole life, you know. I mean, we've sang hymns, but uh, but how much louder they're willing to sing those yeah, hymns yeah. because they're easy to catch on, and That's they're right. not looking at a hymnal. Yeah, they're looking at the screen. That's right. Mm-hmm. But yet they're still they're still singable, and I think that's one of the difficulties in leading worship. Just because we like a song mm. doesn't mean that we ought to sing it mm. in yeah. the sanctuary. Yeah. And, and even even if it is theologically okay, just because we like it doesn't mean it ought to be sung. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah that's good. Sure. And that leads into our, uh, it's our weekly segment, Dead Man Talking. And today's Dead Man Talking comes from um, the Protestant reformer John Calvin, and he writes in his Institutes, We must, however, carefully beware, lest our ears be more intent on the music than our minds on the spiritual meaning of the words. Mm. Songs composed merely to tickle and delight the ear are unbecoming the majesty of the church and cannot but be most displeasing to God. Wow. That's a strong statement, Uh, but one that's worthy of remembrance, I think. Yeah, Yeah, and you know, to my mind comes, there will be a generation who all they want to hear is the tickling of the ears. Right, yeah. Scripture, Mm -hmm. of course. And so uh, I've always considered that from the proclamation of the word from the pulpit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But yet um I, we may we may be inching there already in our understanding of worship music, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, what sounds the best. Right. My my favorite part of that quote is uh, uh Calvin's statement um just because the music sounds good but has no has no um spiritual uh depth, has no truth in it, it becomes unbecoming of the church wow, and yeah. most displeasing to God. I, yeah. I love that statement. Yeah. Yeah. I, Go ahead. I think that's a strength and a weakness of uh, of of most of our modern worship music because it's very simple. 
uh, on an instrumentation standpoint, mm-hmm. uh, but also sometimes, and like like we were saying earlier, it can be lacking uh, in content. And so I think you know his his words definitely ring true uh, in that regard. Where um, man, we we got to make sure that we're not giving anybody you know guitar solos or drum solos in the middle yeah. of, in the middle of service. Of course, we want to avoid uh, any any kind of um, showboating. You know, yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, that's kind of the challenge. You you have to find. Uh, music that is uh, simple enough for uh, for the congregation to latch on to, uh, but also rich um, in in the wording and the way that it's presented. So yeah, I think last again last week we we had this comment that there needs to be appropriate appropriate worship in the in the music. The music needs to be appropriate, uh, meaning that you're not going to go into a rural congregation with an electric guitar and a drum set. It needs to be appropriate for the context. Right. But, but the lyric also needs to be appropriate. So there's both of these things that need to be appropriate. And, uh, and I think what Calvin is saying, he's not discounting orchestration mm-hmm. or right. music playing. Right. He's just yeah. saying that's not the that hero. That can't be it. Right. That's right. not the hero. And I would say yeah. on the flip side of that, equally so, our musical instrumentation needs to be good. Oh, yeah. yeah right. Yeah. We're, we're providing... A gift to God. Yeah, you want yeah, it not to sure. be a mediocre gift. And, and I'll say this too, kind of piggybacking on that, and I think moving into our next uh, little segment that we want to talk about. It, it For First Baptist Church Union, we want worship participation, mm-hmm. not mm-hmm. performance. Yeah. Yeah. That's one yeah. of our big phrases. We want worship participation, not performance. Mm-hmm. And so if you've got the guy who this is not happening in our church. So that's why I'm going to use this extreme. But let's say you've got the guy who, who plays the flute mediocre. Yeah. All right. I mean, he's just, he's just an okay flautist. Flautist. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Let's okay. say he's just mediocre. Uh-huh. He ought, he ought to be given the right to play. Yeah. Because we're not about performance. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. We're about letting someone use their giftedness for mm-hmm. the glory of God, right? Mm-hmm. Those musicians, I, I hear what you're saying, excellence. Mm-hmm. We need to do everything we can with excellence. But if we go to this fella and say, hey, look, bro, <laughs> you're really not that good, and we've got another guy who's much better than you, what you've told him is is that this is about performance. Yeah, mm-hmm. It's yeah. it's not about worship participation. Yeah. And So, so where's, our, the, where's the line? It's a good good comment. Maybe we should pass this on to the worship leader who yeah, deals yeah, with yeah, these yeah, issues. Yeah, that's good. Uh, but where do you draw the line between someone who is... is is good someone who is bad someone is in between yeah. how can you use them uh, yeah i feel like um on a, on just a musical level i don't let just anyone lead mm-hmm. uh because uh gifts like that are going to be affirmed by others uh-huh. uh, but i'm also not looking for the best vocalist or the best player right uh and so um i think normally uh, just on the on the musical side, if they are like if they want to sing a solo, but they are completely tone deaf, <laughs> um, I'm gonna say you know what that's probably uh, probably not the best thing. Not your that's not it's what, not your gift. Yeah, it's not your gift. Um, and, and that's normally the, normally the people say, like, hey, let's let's teach you to run the soundboard. You know, like, <laughs> yeah. I, I'm really glad we have people in our church yeah. like you that get to tell them that's not your gift. Yeah, that's not the gift uh, I want. Well, so, last week you so told Susan, to whoever right. she was, I told Susan, she wasn't cutting it. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's so, it's so uh, hard to do. Um, but but there there is a line where if it's going to be an impedance on someone in the congregation, um, then then you really just need to to let them go yeah. and say, you know, hey, well, we we love that you want to serve the church. Here's another way you can serve the yeah. church. Yeah, and so, you know, we're talking about musical giftedness, but mm-hmm. but what about the character yeah, the in general? Side. Yeah, mm-hmm. of oh, of, yeah. of your of your musicians in your yeah. congregation. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So on the flip side of that, we can have someone who can you know shred like Van Halen, right. but if they are not willing to serve the church uh, on any other level, if they're not involved, if they're not plugged in, if they're mm-hmm. not devoted to you know a personal quiet time, if they're not uh, if they're not saved, yeah, I, I'm not I'm not going to let them on my team. And I've seen in the past, you know, professional musicians get paid to come in, right, um, and fill in for the talent that's yeah. you know supposedly not there. And, and I just uh, I detest that because you, you you get people that are leading that are not equipped. To yeah, lead. I'll tell you one of the changes that our worship leader made uh, that has had a significant, has been a significant benefit to us is our rehearsal was always at 930 mm-hmm. for our 11 a.m. worship. Well, you know what that means. That means they're in a sanctuary rehearsing while everyone else is in Sunday school. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, our worship leader now, he just said, we're not going to do that. So we're going to rehearse at 8.30, and everybody's like, well, they're not going to come. And guess what? They're coming. Yeah. Yeah. They come at 8.30, they rehearse, and then they go to Sunday school, school, which I think is is necessary. If not, you're telling them, hey, all you got to do is come play. Mm -hmm. You don't really need that part of it. Right. And then we're failing really to accomplish the mission of the church. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. So I, I... I appreciate those words. I think that's so important. Yeah, I really like how um, Austin Stone uh, handles uh, handles the, the worship leadership at their church. Uh, when people come and say, "Hey, we want to be a part of the worship team," they're like, "Hey, okay, awesome. You want to serve? Um, here's uh, here's you know parking lot duty for for a few uh, a few months. Wow, yeah. And uh, and you can serve your uh, the church in these ways, and then mm-hmm. and then we'll we'll let you on. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so they begin with a very servant right. uh, mindset. Yeah. And then uh, eventually get to okay now uh, now that you have grasped that now you can yeah, now you yeah. can lead. I think that's, that's good. good. I think that's that's really good. Um, so you are involved in worship. Uh, you yourself uh, not only a worship leader but uh, writing worship songs. Who's doing worship well besides yourself? <laughs> <laughs> uh, man, uh, so- this is your time also to plug yourself. You know. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, man, uh, Sovereign Grace Music. Um, their new album, uh, Prayers of the Saints, is such a gift mm-hmm. to the church. Yeah. Goodness. Uh, there are so many uh, songs that are just so practical. There's a song about being reconciled to one another. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, called, it's just called Forgiven. And it's basically just saying, you know, uh, uh, God forgive us of, of, of pride, of anger, uh, and God help us to reconcile to one mm-hmm. another. So it's a very practical song for the church. Uh, man, there's... Uh, uh, there's a song called the Christian's daily prayer. i I try to listen to it almost every day cause it's so, uh, practical. Um, mm-hmm. uh, uh, there's a line that I love. It says each hour is yours by wisdom planned, each deed empowered by sovereign hands, renew my spirit, help me stand, be glorified today. And so yeah, it's just yeah. like that. It's the prayer that you begin each day with, uh, you know, God just take the time that I've been given, be glorified. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just, uh, I love them. Uh, also local musicians, uh, Jared Smith. I want to give a shout out to him. He is, um, one of the few, uh, local songwriters that is earnestly seeking to give substantial, 
uh, effort to the lyrical side of things. And he's also an excellent musician, excellent vocalist. Mm-hmm. He uh, sang at my wedding. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so uh, definitely uh, definitely check him out, uh, Jared Smith Music. Uh, I'm not sure if he has a website, but uh, but dot com, uh, yeah, yeah, Jerry's, yeah, dot <laughs> net. If that doesn't work, but, uh, if that y'all need to be careful yeah, giving but, out web addresses. But, you don't you know can, uh, they are. <laughs> He's on don't Facebook. That. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Anybody else? Um, yeah, uh, one of the more uh, kind of on the outlier of of worship music, um, Young Oceans is is really really good. I don't know if y'all have heard I of, heard of this guy. Heard. Uh, yeah, they maybe uh, I have. I don't know. Go ahead. Yeah, it's very, um, man. It, it's uh, it, it's very hymnic in the style, mm-hmm. um, or the, actually, the, it's hymnic in the, in the lyricism of it. But uh, just a more modern feel, modern mm-hmm. style. Um, mm-hmm. It's just very meaningful music. Uh, I forget the guy's name, but um, but he recently put out a CD that you know they they have people kind of guest uh, guest singing on it. Ellie Holcomb, mm-hmm. um, uh, All Sons and Daughters, mm-hmm. uh, a few a few other. Um, uh, people, but yeah, it's it's such a such a good album uh, that uh, just that cover album that he. Put it, you know, this is kind of off the subject, but on the same thing, you, you, we're seeing, I think, a, um, a a return to the hymn style. I oh, yeah. think, yeah, I think sure. you're seeing a return, maybe from that heart worship that you were talking mm-hmm. about, and maybe maybe it's a a response, yeah, from that. swing, yeah, right, yeah. right. So yeah. we're seeing that return back to. We've talked about how it needs to be a balance, but mm-hmm. but I appreciate the return back to that. Oh yeah, because yeah, uh, it offers us again more variety and opportunity. I think for authentic worship. Yeah, I think yeah. just as the music in the heart language was kind of a response to the formality mm-hmm. of uh, yeah. of worship in the church. I think the, this return is is a response from people who are who are starving. They're looking for yeah. something. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. they're looking for something deeper. Yeah. Um, so yeah. yeah. That's good. That's, That's great. So, yeah. That's great. Well, we really appreciate you being on with us. Uh, before we close every episode, we'd like to talk about what we're reading, what we're preaching, what we're studying, all that good stuff. So tell us, what are you reading? I don't read books, but uh, <laughs> uh, read no, music. No, I'm a, yeah. <laughs> Uh, no, uh, right now I'm going through Sing by Keith and Christian Getty, uh-huh. um, and I am also uh, reading through Worship by the Book, uh-huh. uh, D.A. Carson, and um, and for fun, I'm uh, going through Red Rising, which is a fun little uh, uh, fiction book. It's the first of a trilogy of books, um, and I'm really, really excited about that. Uh I have to check that I out. I actually can't remember the author's name, but there you go. That's we do that we all have, the time. We have no Google problem. Com. Yeah, and uh, we'll put it in show notes. That's right. That's right. Show notes. Well, uh, Hunter, you mentioned the book Sing, and that's actually going to be this week's book giveaway. So be on the lookout on our Twitter page, uh, twitter.com, uh, <laughs> backslash church slash four. Actually, I'm not sure. Dash that. four. <laughs> Dash four. Uh, no, just check out our Imperfect Church podcast Twitter page. We'll be giving away that book. Also, check us out on Facebook. We'll have a, an area for our Facebook followers to uh, share the post and like it to enter the giveaway. Uh, we'll put that on there as well. Yeah, yeah. I'm not going to win. I never yeah. win. <laughs> That's right. Well, yeah. I don't know. Can you win that? Yeah, yeah. Like you've been on the podcast. Yeah, you're disqualified. <laughs> oh, man. How about that? No, keep entering. We'll, if Hunter wins, Hunter wins. Okay? Yeah. Um, and we, keep telling folks we need people to continue to encourage uh, other people to listen to us. That's well. right. That's and right. So, like um, I said last uh, last week, we are blown away by the response we've had. We thank you, listeners. Uh, you are good, good listeners. It's who you are. <laughs> right. That is two good, good father jokes on this podcast. Yes, uh, it is. So if you enjoy our podcast, we want to encourage you to um, like our Facebook page, follow us on Twitter, uh, give us a five star rating and review on iTunes. We'll see you next time. Until then, keep loving your imperfect church and remember that one day she will be perfected in glory.